0: We've all heard it before, it's who you know. Now hear why it's so true. Welcome to Social Capital, the weekly podcast where we dive into social relationships and how the investment you put into them establishes trust, reciprocity, and value within your networking community. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with top professionals and dive into their best networking stories and techniques to share with you. Hey everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. I just wanna give a quick thank you to you, the listener. I appreciate you and I want you to know that if there is ever anything that I can do to support you, please reach out. That being said, here's two ways that you can connect with me. First, check out the Facebook group, Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity and relationships. Second, LinkedIn is the channel that you're gonna find me on uh, most active search for Lori Hybe. You can simply click the follow button as I post daily information about marketing strategy tips, all podcast episodes, and any upcoming events you might find me at. If you'd like to connect, make sure to send a note with your connection request that references Social Capital. I can't wait to hear from you. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency. You can learn more at keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. All right, today's guest is Nicole Jansen. Over the past 30 years, Nicole has empowered thousands of business owners and entrepreneurs to play to their strengths, grow their business, and make a greater impact. As a coach and strategic advisor, she is passionate about helping leaders shift their perspective and solve complex business and relational issues with the aim of creating a better world for everyone. She is the founder of Discover the Edge and the Leaders of Transformation podcast, reaching listeners in 140 countries. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Lori. Excited to be here today. Likewise. I'm excited to hear what you've got to say, but um, let's dive in real quick. So what are the fundamental steps to creating transformation in our business and relationships?
1: Well, I think it all starts with self-awareness being present with yourself and others too often, we are so worried about what we're going to say and how we're going to say it and what we look like and all of that, that we, and in sales, you know, are we going to get the sale or how are we sounding that we lose connection with the, the person we're actually seeking to connect with. And so that's why self-awareness is really important presence with yourself and knowing how you're showing up and knowing also then recognizing what's going on for the other person. That's number one. Number two, I would say is choosing to care, you know, I mean, having a real sincere interest and empathy and, and, and just like an interest in what is going on with the other person. And, uh, and with that, I think, especially nowadays, we need to encourage each other because we don't know what people are going through you know, what they just, maybe if it's a networking, I know you're into networking and you know, you, you show up at this event, you don't know what happened before. You don't know what's going on in their head. And so to, to have that spirit of encouragement for other people is, is really important. And I say the third thing is follow through, do what you say, you know, I mean, have integrity. If you're not going to do something, don't say you're going to do it. And that goes for also saying things like, oh yeah, let's do lunch. When you know, in your mind, You're not ever planning to do that. Well, then don't say it because what it does is number one, it breaks trust with them because they actually might think that you're going to follow through in that and you don't. And it, but even more importantly, it comes back to yourself. How do you feel about yourself? If I'm constantly saying things and not doing it, even if the other people don't, nobody else knows, I know. And so it's really important in creating the transformation that we're looking to create, that we have some foundational pieces in place. And that applies to business, applies to relationships. Of course, every business is a people business.
0: Wow, well, there's a number of things that you're saying that really resonate with things that I very much believe in. So I know we're gonna we're on the right track here. <laughs> um, let's talk about how we tailor communication and networking styles to match the different personality types that are out there. Well, you know, the, like I, I mentioned about
1: presence and the importance of presence it really comes down to going into the other person's world first and so often we operate from our you know we're the center of our own universe and so we operate from our point of view but you've got to realize in order to connect and and relate to different personality types you have to understand how they receive information because communication is the response you get and so i use a tool Predominantly, I use different various tools in my coaching and training, but predominantly, I use the DISC model of human behavior. And that really describes the four primary personality types. And there's Myers Briggs, and there's all these different ones that you can use. This particular one, I'll just give you a quick run uh, through it. If you're not, are, are you familiar with DISC? Yes. Okay. So you, you know this, but for your audience, if yeah, I was gonna say new, for our listeners, yeah.
0: definitely yeah, share.
1: yeah. So D personality types are, first of all, which really cool about this tool is that you don't have an opportunity. You're meeting somebody new. You don't have an opportunity to have them do a full assessment, Myers-Briggs to figure out what they are, so that you know how to relate to them. You've got to have a way to connect quickly. And so there's two questions you can ask yourself. Is this person more outgoing or more reserved? Are they more? And the second question is, are they more task oriented or more people oriented in answering those two questions? And there's going to be varying degrees of intensity and all that, but you can get a sense of where they are operating at least in the moment. And so the outgoing task oriented personality is the D personality and they're dominant. And so they like to get to the point, lead and be in charge. They like results and they want to know what are we doing, where are we going, what are we going to make happen. The I personality, which is the outgoing and people-oriented, they like to have—they're the inspiring type—and they like to have fun and they like to express themselves. They like recognition; they're motivated by recognition, and they want to know who else is doing it, who else is buying your product, who else is going to that event, and the reserved. And people oriented personality is the S. It's the supportive type. They like to listen. They're people oriented, but rather than the inspiring type that likes to talk, they like more so to listen and they want to get to know you as a person and they are motivated by harmony. And how will this bring harmony? How will this help us work better together? And then the reserved and task oriented personality, which is the cautious type, they like to learn, they like to be correct. They like process and procedure and bringing value through details. And they like quality. There's a correct way, to, there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. And so when we understand that there are different four different ways to communicate or four different personality types, and of course, where there's infinite combinations of all of that, we're all a blend of all four. When you understand that, you can start to relate to people more effectively. And then you can also understand how they make decisions. So a D personality, for example, will decide quickly and I will decide emotionally and S will decide slowly. The C will decide carefully. In fact, the C personality type is really the only personality type that really, when they say, let me think about it, they actually mean, let me think about it. If a a D will tell you, no, generally speaking right off the bat, or they'll say, yeah, yeah. yeah, And then they just want you to go away and they you know, because they already have decided, no, they just don't want to hurt your feelings. The I of course, and the S they're they're more people oriented and so forth. So when they say, I'll think about it, it really means I don't want to hurt your feelings. I want you to like me. I want you to know that you're cared for and valued as an S personality type. Uh, We'll think that. And so, but if you understand how people are thinking and how they're, they're, how it's translating on their end, you can go a long way in creating better communication and networking more effectively with other people.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and you did kind of open up a little bit with understanding the other, like getting in, inside of their head first, or really understanding from their perspective a little bit more so. And I've been in some interesting networking situations before where um, both parties are trying to do that. <laughs> You know, we're both being respectful and trying to really understand the other person, but it is, it can be huge as you're talking about to really get on the same page as the person that you're trying to really create a relationship with.
1: Well, and can I say one thing with that? Because sometimes people use these tools, they learn a little bit about personalities or Enneagram or whatever, and, you know, whatever the personality type and and assessment tool they use And then they start going into analyzing, right? I want to analyze this person. I want to figure this person out and, or categorize this person. And if you end up doing that, that's why the first thing is going into their world. And what I talked about even initially is right out of the gate is presence is having presence. So the idea is not that you're so busy trying to analyze them that you're in your own head, but that you're seeking to understand them. And you don't want to categorize them because you don't know for sure, just because they may have showed up a certain way, like body language, for example, if somebody leans in and goes, hi, you know, you kind of know that they're a little bit more outgoing. Somebody that's a little bit more reserved might hold back a little bit. They want to get to know you a little bit. They might let you talk first. Um, They may be a little bit more shy. So you do get these tendencies, but be very careful with, categorizing or putting people in a box. Cause no, I don't know anybody who likes to be put in the box, mm-hmm. but they do like to be understood. Sure. And they do like to connect with each other. And so if you mentioned like having two people that are trying to do this, it can work really well, or you can have two people trying to figure out and
0: analyze each other. And then they're not actually having a quality conversation. <laughs> yep. I've <laughs> been in that spot. Um, here's a different A fun question though, but what can we learn about building trust and value from some of our greatest leaders in history?
1: Yeah. So there's so many great leaders in history. And, and as much as I talk a lot about a leadership crisis now, we also do have great leaders in this day and age as well. Um, Some of my favorites are people like Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, you know, Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa, Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, Jesus, Solomon in the Bible, uh, Moses. And one of the things that when you look at, and as it relates to what we're talking about here, which is social capital, building relationships. And what I wanted to point out was how they related to others and especially those who were against them. And so one of the things that they were definitely practicing is presence. They sought wisdom and understanding that we've also talked about. They realized the value of understanding people's skills. You every business is a people business. Life is full of relationships. You can't actually have success without other people being involved. I've had people say to me, "Well, I'm a software engineer. Yeah, well there's a user on the other side." that is going to use your technology. So ultimately life is all about relationships and they understand that. So they learn to develop those skills. Some of them weren't very good in the beginning and they learned them over time. The other thing is empathy. They had a lot of empathy for people. And and like I say, even those that were against them. And I think about Abraham Lincoln. He had one of his, I think it was one of his generals, or high up for sure, somebody that was in his, uh, in his army. And he, he didn't like this person in particular. And he said, I don't like this person. I need to get to know them better because Mm. it's hard to not like somebody that is up close and that you get to know, you start to realize how much commonality that you have. Uh, Patience is another thing is, you know, we can learn patience from them. They're patient. Gandhi was patient, even with some of his own followers who wanted to go off and and get violent. And he had patience. He had patience for those that disagreed with him. I think of Nelson Mandela, 27 years in, in prison and coming out and everybody thought, oh, he's going to come out and he's going to like, there's going to be hell to pay kind of thing. And he came out and said, no, that's not the way to lead. That's not the way to create reconciliation. And so, uh, Perseverance is another one. And I think one of the most important things, especially nowadays, is responsibility, is demonstrating responsibility, our responsibility for the communication, our responsibility to lead and recognize that, you know, when we're talking about building trust and value, you know, these are the things that people, and I had a guest on my podcast recently who talked about how You Build Trust, The Speed of Trust in Businesses. Art Johnson actually wrote a book called The Art of Alignment. And uh, it's a Wall Street Journal best-selling books, number two, and a excellent book. And he actually said that you build trust through predictability. So people know what to expect from you they know that you're going to act a certain way if you're unpredictable or you're one way this way you know one day another way that you know another time then it's hard for them to build trust with you and and building value is what we've actually been talking about is when you build value for others you are it's when you're going into the world you're getting to know what's important to them and not just from an angle of what can i get All of these leaders that I just described certainly had outcomes, but they came from a perspective of what can I give? How can I support and encourage and, and see the best in other people? And as a result of that, it's like Zig Ziglar says, you get help enough other people get what they want.
0: You'll get what you want. I love it. And you named so many amazing leaders in history and, and you just, the one that really stood out to me and I was like, I should probably do more of that is the story with Abraham Lincoln and how he actually wanted to get to know the people that he didn't necessarily have the best relationship with or had differences of opinions on. And it just is like, you know, I should do that too. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. I think it would um, help all of us right now. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> with their different opinions. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, there's that's a whole nother tangent, but we won't go down that there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I really appreciate kind of how you broke it down, not just you know dropping some names but really kind of explaining the perspective associated with that. And there's a lot to be learned from that on on a lot of different levels. But let's go a little bit deeper on the topic of networking here. So that word, you know, building relationships is what we're talking about, but it it oftentimes evokes fear hesitation and uncertainty. And my goal is to really remove any of that um, by having this this podcast, these conversations that we're having here today. So Nicole, I'm, I'm hoping you could share um, with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had. So
1: I've done a lot of networking. So just a little bit of backstory to that is that I started out my business when I was in my teens and I Started, I knew I wanted to be in business for myself. I didn't know what I wanted to do or what what it would all look like, but I just knew that I wanted to be in business for myself. And I started selling things door to door and went quickly from door to door to cold calling because it was more efficient. I didn't have to walk and drive and all that. And so I started doing that. And then, and like this is now we're talking 30 years ago, I discovered networking events and it was so cool because all of these people were in one place and I could talk to them and they were not doing their work so they would have time to talk. And so much of what we're talking about here is what I applied in those particular cases. But there's some fun uh, examples of, um, you know, my own my own different going into networking events and meeting people that were game changers. Or, you know, that led to another person, another person. And one of the examples of that was I'm from Toronto. And so I was in Toronto still at the time going, actually, the, the networking event was in Mississauga. And it was raining and it was, I was tired. And it was almost nine o'clock and I thought I am done. So I left and then I realized I forgot my business cards because back in the day, you could put your business cards on this table. and So I ran back to get my business cards. And because if I value my business and I value my business cards, I'm not going to let them just be going to waste, right? No garbage. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I go back to get them. And on the way out the door, the second time I ran into a lady, her name was Susan. And we were both kind of half running to the car cars in the rain, but she was like, Oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Susan. I'm like, yeah, I'm Nicole. And she says, what do you do? And I said, I'm a business coach. And she says, I need one of those. And I said, awesome. So we we inter- exchanged our, Our contact information, one thing led to another. She ended up becoming a client. She also introduced me to someone else. His name was Mike. Mike introduced me to and convinced me to go to BNI, which I was not interested in doing um, at that point, and to his chapter. And from there, I've met so many clients and people that I've mentored, some of them for years, decades, literally in the last, I should say the last decade. And it was such an incredible opportunity, but it was being present to what's going on and taking the moment, even though we were getting wet to take that moment and meet Susan. And that was such a blessing. And then the second one was down here in California and I was living in LA and I got this random, like, these are random things. You know, it's how we talk about being strategic and so forth, but when you're just present opportunity happens. And so I got this, this message from someone on LinkedIn that I did not know who said hey there is this seminar going on uh what is it create your dream or dream life seminar or something like that and this guy is going to be speaking and he's super awesome and everything and normally those you get so many of those i was like yeah but this one something said go hmm. and i thought really and so i went and it was evan money and that that is his real name <laughs> so evan i was like you know kind of when you see that right you're like evan money oh is that like some kitschy kind of like, what is that? Right. Some cliche type thing, but it really was his, his uh, real name. Hmm. And I became, I went, had a great time, followed up with him afterwards. We got to know each other and he became a good friend. He's introduced me to several amazing people have become some great friends of mine. Um, I've introduced him. I've had him on my podcast a couple of times. He met some of the people and I referred him and he's gone and done business deals and events and masterminds with some of the people that he's met. And it was such an incredible opportunity, but it was started with me just listening. And that, and that person on LinkedIn, I, I never heard from them, never spoke to them again. (laughs) You know, it was like, they were the messenger and that was it. And they were at the event, but I just never connected with them. But somehow something said, go to this event. And I did. And, uh, as I said, it's one of those life-changing things. So I'm like, greatest friends came out of meeting him. And then he invited me to another event and
0: introduced me to this person and that person. And here we are. Well, So there's two things I wanted to comment on that one with your first story. What I love about that is you oftentimes don't know the power that one person has to really just explode your network in a positive way and and you know connect you with all the right resources and, and as I just love that you you kind of went all in um in the rain <laughs> to make that connection. Um oh I, I lost my train of thought with that second uh with your second story though. Um It's really fascinating when you actually, so being present, I'm hearing like you're listening to what the universe is telling to you and you're accepting that gift to to just move forward with whatever rando message was sent in LinkedIn. Now today, I don't know if I'd do that with all the randos that I get messages from on LinkedIn, but um, that's awesome. I love that story. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, and you know, I do get a lot of them as
1: well you know, and I did back then too. And that's why usually I just scan right over them and no, but this one said, stop, pay attention to this one. And I thought, really? Okay. And there's been a lot of events that I have said no to because something my spirit said, no, you don't need to be there. And so that something, you know, is the universe, God saying yes, no. And it's just listening, you know, that comes back to that again, that presence. And you can save yourself a lot of time because I think a lot of time I was talking to somebody who she was going to all these networking events, trying to find clients and it wasn't working and she was burning herself out. And I said, you know, you need to just kind of like stop and check in who is your ideal audience and where are they hanging out now? Like I said about serving and going, yes, you can go to events and you can serve and go to give and all of that. But when you're looking at I've got a finite amount of time, I've got a finite amount of energy, and I'm looking to grow and I'm using this to grow my business, then, you know, you got to you got to be a little bit discerning on where you go. And so I said to her, rather than just go to everything, because it's like that FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Oh, what yeah. if I go and and, and um, I'll miss that opportunity? Well, you know what? If you're if that something says to you, no, you don't need to be there save your time stay home right but don't do it because out of fear i don't want to go be, or laziness i'm talking about there's a i'll go or not go what do, what do i do you know like just check in your intuition or whatever it is should i be there or not and it's the same thing with opportunities there's a lot of opportunities there's no shortage of opportunities this world is abundant despite all the fear and the scarcity mindset that's out there, this world is actually very abundant. And so there's no shortage. And so you just, you just got to learn how to say no to things so that you can say yes to the things that are most important
0: and have the energy to make the most of those yeses. That is such a powerful statement. And I find myself in the FOMO state more times than I'd like to admit it's really easy to tell other people to just <laughs> go, go to where their audience is, but um, as someone who, who loves to, I get my energy by being around other people. I just want to be in all the situations and do all the things, but that also burns me out at the same time. So um, I love how you position that. Cool. Nicole, what advice would you offer the business professional who's looking to grow their network? I would say there's three things. So I tell my clients, there's three things. You need
1: visibility, you need credibility, and consistency. So visibility, you got to establish your presence. You got to establish your online presence. I would recommend, you know, you have a podcast. This gives you a lot of visibility. This also gives you credibility. And consistency is that you don't just go and do a whole bunch of anything and then stop and then start and then stop. It comes back to that predictability, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's having the visibility, making sure that, you know, but if they, if people don't know that you exist, how can they possibly hire you? How can they possibly connect you? Or how can they possibly even just get to know you and build a friendship, or relationship with you if they don't know you exist? So first of all, it's important to have that visibility. So maybe you start a podcast, maybe you guest on other podcasts, maybe you, you know, you go online and you reach out to other people, comment on other people's posts and genuinely not just to try to sell them something, but literally get, go into their world, get interested in them. The credibility piece is establishing, you know, your credibility as whatever, whatever your space is, you know, what's your superpower or what's your passion And so you start to establish your credibility that way and not do it. Like I'm so great, but here's the value that I have. And I believe Mm -hmm. that every single person has value to, I believe that every single person, if they're on this planet at this time in history has value and a purpose to be here, because I believe that God is not in, he's a God of order and the universe, whatever you want, right. Is he's a God of order and a God of purpose. Mm -hmm. And so if you're here listening to this message, You have a purpose and you have value. And so it's finding out what that is and saying, Hey, I'd like to share it. And you'll make the world a better place when you do. And then like we've talked about serving first and trusting the process. You know, when we talk about uh, visibility and consistency and putting value out there, it's not necessarily, Hey, let me give you my ebook. You want my ebook. You want my webinar. You do, you trust me. You do that. That's, is not going into somebody else's world. That is pushing stuff on someone else. And you want to invite people into, you go into their world, their world, their world. As one of my mentors would say, you go into their room, their room, their room, right? And then gradually you can invite them into your world, into your room, into what you do in your business, right? But go into their world their world first. And that consistency, consistency piece is really, really important because, um, even just longevity, like I have a podcast that's been going for six years and just being consistent. And actually just had a, had a guest on today, I was interviewing and he is a YouTuber and fitness coach and all of that. And he's got 200,000 plus subscribers and 20 million views. And I asked him, I said, What did you do towards the end of the conversation? What did you do to develop that? Any, you know, any tips for aspiring YouTubers? And he said, I started a while ago and I was consistent and I just kept doing it and kept doing it. There was no secret sauce. Sometimes, yeah, you might have a video that goes viral, but for the most of us, it's just about that consistency, visibility, credibility, and consistency.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. I love it. Those are powerful. So Nicole, if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? Yeah, I, I take bigger
1: risks. Mm-hmm. I'd fail forward faster. I wouldn't try to do it the right way. I think of Gary V and he, he encourages young people all the time, right? He's like, just screw up, make mistakes, try things, see what you like, see what you don't like. That's be the first thing. And the second thing is find a mentor and a coach and or or a coach, somebody to help you along the way that has been where you want to go Mm -hmm. and can give you perspective to save yourself a lot of time. Back then, there weren't mentors and coaches as accessible and as in the volume that there are now. And so I always wanted a mentor. I wanted somebody to just show me, tell me what to do. What am I missing? Like, give me the, give me the secret sauce. And I didn't really find that. And so I had to figure it out on my own and it took a lot longer to do it that way. But when you find a mentor and a coach, and that's why I get to now share with others what I've learned to save them a whole lot of trouble. You don't have to take 30 years, right? I can share with you what you can do to can compress that time. Is it still going to be effort? Are you still going to need to you know, go through trial and error and, and fail forward fast? Yes, you will. But we can compress that time and uh, and you can learn from my experience or your experience or
0: somebody else's experience as a mentor. I love that. That's definitely something that I would change as well as finding finding a mentor. Um, I try to be a mentor as much as possible in many ways in my life now, but um, I, yeah, I think that's sound advice for anyone that is in their early stages of their career right now. Well, and can I, can I just say that there's, it's important when you find
1: a mentor, like what you talked about being a mentor, because you have experience. Mm-hmm. So when you're finding a mentor and or coach, I celebrate all the new coaches that are coming up and all the people that are, you know, kind of new at, at the, the, the game, if you will, of business or networking, or whatever, who are saying, Hey, I can teach. Cause you can teach somebody what you've learned. And if you want to if you want to create a huge impact we talk about that transformation that mm-hmm. you need to find a mentor that will not let you get caught up in tactics and methods oh this webinar oh this technique oh that thing you need somebody who's actually going to step back and say wait a second let me teach you the principles of business let me teach you the principles of building quality relationships let me let me help you to understand that and then when you have that foundation cuz i say Principles never change. Methods do. If you understand Uh the principles, then when new methods come up and, oh, now we have this and now we're doing that, you'll understand how to use those things. But if you focus on tactics or you have somebody who says, oh, I did this thing in 30 days, I created this result. You can learn from them. Absolutely. But when you're talking about long, the long haul, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. This is a journey. You want somebody who can help you to understand and have the foundation in place that you can use for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah. Right. I agree a hundred percent with, with all of that. And I'm a big believer in, in the, not focusing on the tactics tactics can be helpful, but you, foundation, um, and being strategic in the bigger picture is definitely more, more important. So I love that. Um, all right, Nicole. I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something that you'd like to ask me?
1: Oh, what would I like to ask you? What was what has been your greatest learning experience in all the networking and uh, business development that you've done? What's your been your greatest learning experience?
0: Oh boy, <laughs> the greatest learning experience. Um, you know, I would say. Just networking in business and even this podcast, and you kind of spoke a little bit to it, but I've kind of created three rules of networking. Um, And and I think it's just a combination of all these things. And my three rules of networking are one, to um, be authentic and be yourself, because people don't want to um, be around someone that's fake. Um, two is to give first, and and that you know we kind of spoke on that a little bit about um, you know getting showing the interest in the other person first and being a resource to them, um, and then three is um, follow through and and do what it, do what you say you're going to do, and and I believe that I've made mistakes on all of those levels at different times in my professional career, um, but I think those three other ones that really um, are critical to the long-term success in creating relationships. Yeah. See, now that's a perfect example
1: of how principles never change. Mm -hmm. Methods do because what you're talking about is principles and we talked about them here today. So yeah.
0: Thank you. Well, thank you. That was a good question. All right. Do you have any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Well, first
1: of all, I'll say, believe that you're enough. Believe that you're enough. When you're going in, know that you have value, like we talked about, knowing that you have, there's a purpose and there's a plan for your life and believing that what you have to offer is valuable and who you are, not even just what you have to offer, but who you are is uh, very, very valuable. I would encourage that um, because then when you're not so worried about your own enoughness, you can actually be with the other person and really hear what's going on um, that would be, that would be my, my advice. And the other thing is from a practical standpoint, I've had people ask me and say, how come you get so many referrals? And, and I used to say, you know, the the very best way to get referrals is to give them mm-hmm. and don't just give them with the goal of getting something back. So when I was in BNI, um, which is for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's like a business networking event. So you, you, uh, networking group. So you, meet once a week and you're exchanging business and and so forth and getting to know each other and becoming referral partners ultimately. And um, as I went and I started to get to know them and, and did these business building interviews and so forth, I would ask and get to know them. And it was all really, I just naturally was curious about them. And that was the majority of the conversation. And then I would refer them. I'm like, Oh, I know this person, that person, maybe strategic partners, maybe not just clients, but I would refer people because I could And because I was happy to, and I felt confident at that point to do that. And as a result of that, I got so much more back in spades, but it it didn't do it for that reason, but it just became the, the unintended consequence and the blessing. So I would encourage people give, give what you want to receive more back from. I love it. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that again, power, powerful words there. All right. So if anyone was interested in connecting with you, what is the best way that they can reach you? Sure.
1: Best way is going to leaders of transformation.com. My podcast is there, uh, talks about my coaching. I also have another website, which is a bit older. Discover the edge.com has some other information on there. Gradually. I'll be bringing that all together into one, but, um, yeah, leaders of transformation, it's all there. You can find everything.
0: And fantastic. include all that information in our show notes. Awesome. Um,
1: Thank you.
0: Well, thank you. This was so much fun. I love the information that you shared. Great stories that were um, principles and foundational components to relationships and, and networking. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Nicole. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Lori. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Nicole for taking the time to connect with us. As mentioned before, definitely reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn. I definitely look forward to hearing from you shortly. I hope you enjoyed today's show and most importantly, I'm encouraging you to go reach out and connect with someone. Reconnect with someone from your past or find someone new that you'd like to connect with. That's what it's all about. Build those relationships, people. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Be sure to visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to check out our free eBooks on business and networking.